Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power. Corrupts. Absolutely. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the place on Sunday morning that, if you're listening to me, that you 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 much love. First of all, I say I am JT, aka the Master, and this is the Master Plan. Number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220 is the place to be. If you want to talk to JT, the master, on the master plan, and that would be me. Got a great show in store for you. The first show of the new year. No, I'm sorry about that. The second show of the new year. First show was New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, I think that was an abbreviated show. Um, this will be much longer. I apologize for any uh, inconvenience that you may have had. Jumped in on a New Year. Wanted to listen to my voice for whatever reason. And it wasn't there. But I'm here now. And you catch me on the archives. I appreciate any and all people that listen. Whether it's live or Memorex. It's all good. Fantasy season is over. Ended. <laughs> excuse me. Ended um, for most people. Well, I should say ended. Excuse me. Ended uh, the fantasy season, you know, the regular season or and the playoffs was week 17 and the regular season ended for the uh, the NFL also. Last week Now most people are into Daily playoffs Or playoff challenge Or just doing um, um, Daily Fantasy Trying to pick a lineup and trying to win some cash Or something like that which is fine I understand that I'm not a, I was at one point uh, In this infancy I, I got into that But uh, haven't gotten into that much If at all since um, I, I'm not hating anybody that does it. I mean, it, it's just uh, there's money to be made. It, you just have to have to be even luckier. Let me put it that way. Uh, you can put the best lineup out there, just like in real fantasy. Uh, I shouldn't say real fantasy, but fantasy that you have during a re- re- uh, regular football season. And uh, things have to fall your way in order for you to profit. It, it is what it is. I mean, 
That's why I haven't gone into FanDuel or DraftKings or the like. Uh, just haven't had as much passion for that as I have for um, ESPN Fantasy or uh, I want to say because you're only Packers hosting the Giants. That's a, this is Wild Card Weekend, and the, the higher seeds in both um, games yesterday. First game being the Houston Texans versus the uh, host hosting the um, Oakland Raiders. Without their rookie quarterback, I mean, without their starting quarterback, even their backup probably would have gave the uh, Texans a better game. I happen quite naturally, if you listen to me, I happen to be a Texan fan, and the Texans, I mean, it 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 couldn't have been handed more to them on a on a, a silver platter that game yesterday. Rookie quarterback starting his first game in the NFL in the playoffs against the number one defense. They lost uh, one of their better linebackers in Malcolm Smith. Their uh, offensive line got banged up. And uh, what else could you ask for? Now, if I'm saying, and I could be wrong, and maybe I'm, you know, just count my blessings, whatever. But to me, if Matt McGloin had played, it would have been a tougher game. The Texans' defense did just enough, and the offense really did just enough to uh, win the game. They probably, probably, and I'm thinking they probably throttled back the, the offense um, and played a lot more conservative uh, late in the third and, for the most part, in the fourth quarter. Because they they realized that the offense of the um, Raiders couldn't function as well or wouldn't function as well with their rookie quarterback, especially when you put the quarterback in the position that he has to throw to try to catch up when – the whole game plan, and I do believe the whole game plan was to run the football and try to limit the quarterback from making, try to make too many plays, being able to run the football and play sound defense and keep the game close. Well, once the Texans got out in front, they stayed out in front, added on the lead. Um, but what troubles me is this. The Raiders scored 14 points, the number one defense, uh, with a rookie quarterback that really was not that effective. And the, and the Texans were playing at home. Everything that could possibly go their way went their way. And um, the Raiders scored 14 points. Texans were 7-1 on, uh, at home. Going in uh, into that game, seven to one. That means they were uh, two and six on the road. Two and six on the road. 
They only won two games on the road out of eight. They only won nine games. So what I'm saying, they were two and six on the road. And they're going to have to go play and pick your poison. It doesn't really make a difference. They're going to have to play either Kansas City next week, who's on a bye this week because they're their number two seed, or the New England Patriots in New England, who happens to be the number one seed, and Tom Brady. And I wasn't too impressed. Now, I wasn't too impressed with the offense. Now, the offense scored 27 points. Defense put them some good opportunities to, to, to make it easy for them. They scored 27 points. Well, I can tell you right now, in New England, they're going to have to score more than 27 points. And more than likely, in Kansas City, they're going to have to score close to 27 points to walk away with a victory in either one of those cities. Now, Kansas City's got a good defense. Oakland doesn't compare to the type of defense Kansas City had. They're playing in Arrowhead, if you go to Arrowhead. Really, extremely tough place to play. Same as in New England. Extremely tough place to play, and New England's defense is underrated. Underrated. Now, I'm not saying they... They can't do it because everybody traps on their uh, pads, helmet, and, and, and uh, uniform the same way. Put the cleats on the same way. It all comes out that they, even though they have the same, they have same type of equipment, maybe it's, it's different because it's two different teams, same type of equipment. That means the game is played between the, the players and in between the ears of the players. The mental aspect that I'm talking about. Going to go outside on the road. (coughs) Osweiler and company, like I said, have not been too effective on the road. Two and six. Not a good record. And and it's a division winner, and you're two and six on the road. Not a good record. Another possible one and done. We'll see. We'll see. Not feeling it. But we'll see. I, I believe in my team, but I'm also realistic. I see the many flaws of my team, especially in the quarterback position. Especially in the quarterback position. If we had a more consistent quarterback, I, I think we'd be a leading contender for the Super Bowl. A leading contender. But because of quarterback play and how inconsistent it has been coming from the Houston, Texas, you have to temper your expectations. On the other side, on the other playoff game that was the wild card game that was yesterday, Seattle Seahawks against the uh, Detroit Lions. 
Detroit has got a horrible record being on the road in the playoffs. Haven't won a playoff game in, in uh, God knows how long. Well, especially on the road. Going up in a hostile environment in, in Seattle. Receivers dropping balls. Guys losing their cool. Talking about the Detroit Lions. But I wasn't overly impressed impressed with the Seattle Seahawks. Twenty six to six was the, the score, okay? I wasn't overly impressed with the Seahawks. I don't think they're gonna get past the next next game. They they play Atlanta in Atlanta. Don't think it's going to happen for him. I know defense wins championship, wins playoff games. I've heard that before. You've seen it happen. But uh, in order to beat Atlanta, and I know Seahawks came back and beat Atlanta last time they played. I don't think they'll do it twice. Don't think they do it twice. Don't have Tyler Lockett. Thomas Rawls is running better than he, than uh, um, earlier. Uh, Russell Wilson is healthier, healthiest he's been all year. I understand that. Texans, the Seahawks are one and done. I know they have a defense. That defense is not the same without Earl Thomas. Not the same without Earl Thomas. Believe that. If the if the if the Lions had a more consistent run game, been a different story. But when you're one dimensional in your offense, and and the other team has got a strong defense, and it's obvious that you can't run the football. Now Seattle can be run on multiple times over this year. Seattle has been run on, but you have have a decent offensive line and a runner. And a running back, a capable running back. But Seattle can be run on. Especially if you've got a passing game. You've got a passing game. Detroit has a passing game. They just don't have the, the guys up front that can run block. Plain and simple. That can run block. And that's the fatal floor of the Detroit Lions. One-dimensional offense. You know they're going to pass the football because they don't have a run game to to back them up. Same with the problem I see to, uh, this week with the uh, – I mean today. Uh, Green Bay hosting the Giants. From what I understand, they're going to try to use Paul Perkins more in the run game. Now, if you've listened to me earlier – if you've listened to me before, I had said that I like Paul Perkins. I thought he was the best um, running back that the Giants had. I've said that weeks ago. Told you to pick him up. So the Giants had steadily used him more and more. And he seems like the more dynamic back tell you the truth. The Giants have one of the weakest rushing offenses in the NFL. 
If only the all combined only managed to have a runner top 100 yards all year. They've only had six rushing touchdowns. And the last time they played Green Bay, the Giants had a total of 14 carries for 42 yards in Green Bay, where they're going to play today, where the temperature is going to be, I think, in the single digits. So the Giants and Ben McAdoo's offense is more or less one-dimensional. Wait a minute. Haven't you heard this story before? Wasn't I just talking about this not even five minutes prior in a different game? But same scenario. A team that can't run the football and relying more on the pass than running the football and is predictable. And they're playing. Just, 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 just look at this. A team can't run the football. Uh, and so they're a passing team playing another team on the road. Detroit played Seattle in Seattle. One-dimensional team for the most part. and got beat 26-6. to Green Bay's defense is not as good as Seattle, but the same scenario. Giants playing on the road, basically a one-dimensional team, Passing the football, playing Green Bay at home. Better quarterback, better wide receivers with a – they don't have a running game that's comparable to Seattle, but their running game is better than Seattle, better than the Giants. So what do you think the Giants are going to do in this game? My opinion, I think the line is plus five, something like that. I Meaning Giants, Giants are uh, five, five, five and a half point underdogs. I think Giants don't have a running game. They play good defense. Okay. But in order to play good defense, you you have to have a running game. In order to go to to offset a prolific offense, you got to be able to move the football and keep the clock going, keep the score down. The Giants don't have a running game. They rely too much on the pass and ODB. Let's see the party guys from that went to Miami, Sterling Shepard, Victor Cruz, ODB and company, who decided to spend their off day going all the way down from, from New York to Miami for a day and then come back. Let's see what they can do. Let's see what they can do. They're going to be effective. Now, they're all going to be out to try to prove a point because, and I'll say it, they're black football players, 
and uh, they're going to be lambasted that they're not focused by the white media. And I'll say it because that's that's the bottom line. But, but, but that by the majority of white white media, other players have gone out and 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 done things, but um, it's it's and I and I'm not blaming the media. I'm blame blaming the players to put putting themselves in that situation. Now, if you're going to do that, which I really wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would think that if any 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 body that is involved in the playoffs <coughs> wouldn't go take their time uh, and go down hundreds of miles. to go party for one day when you are supposed to be getting focused for a playoff game. That's bad enough. But the other thing is this. You put it out on social media. You put it out on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you put it out for all the world to see. Look at us. We're partying. We're having a good time. We're spending our day off in Miami as a unit. I think it was just the wide receivers, wide receivers. Make them an art, wide receivers, tight ends, whoever. Now, I know Giant fans love ODB. I know Giant fans love ODB, Odell Beckham Jr. But I think he's a cancer. I think he's a, I hate to say Terrell Owens, but I'm not, I won't say Terrell Owens. I think ODB is a bad influence, especially on Sterling Shepard. And other players. I think he's a bad influence. I think he's a spoiled, rotten kid. Tell you the truth. I think he's a spoiled, rotten kid. And Ben McAdoo has lost control, in my opinion, of ODB. A design organization because of the star power and the ability of Odell Beckham Jr., They put put up with it instead of reining his ass in and saying, I, I don't care how good you are. This is our organization. This is how it's going to be, plain and simple. Now, as and I guarantee you, as soon as he loses some of his ability, he'll be gone. Because I'm 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 telling you this. And from what I see, seems to be a bad influence, seems to be a disruptive influence in the locker room. And it's only, like I said, it's only tolerated because of who he is. Any other player that didn't have the ability and play uh, and the um, star power that he has would have been gone from the Giants. Would have been cut. That's why you don't see the other players doing that. That's why you see you don't see the other players um, acting like he acts. They know they can't get away with it. But I tell you what. The more and more he does get away with it, the more and more you, you're going to have problems with other players 
on the field and in the locker room. Getting away from the game. Let me reel myself back in and say that I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game by at least 10 points. At least 10 points. Stay with the, they'll stay, it'll stay close. I'll give it a half. I'll give it a half. I'll give it a half. I know Eli plays better in the playoffs. And on the New York meter saying that we've seen a scenario before back in 2011, 2007, whatever it was. They go to the Packers, beat the Packers, and go on to win the Super Bowl. Seen that before. This show does not get replayed this year. This movie does not get replayed this year. This is not the trilogy, uh, the third chapter in its in its uh, trilogy. It happened twice before. This is not the uh, uh, third movie, third version of this movie. It's not not going to happen. Not going to happen. Packers already held Manning to 199 yards and one touchdown. Um, But the problem is more about Manning than the quality of the defense. Since he has been less effective away from New York. Now, he'll probably get 260, somewhere around there, 200 yards, between 200 and 267 yards, somewhere around there. Probably a, a one touchdown he'll throw. He's only thrown for more than 200, 200 uh, yards only once in the most recent five games. That's talking about Eli. Now, they won last week against Washington, but he only passed for 180 yards with no touchdowns. The, one of the weakest rushing offenses, like I said before, in the NFL. Their strong suit is their wide receivers, and one in particular, Odell Beckham Jr. Basically a one-trick pony offense. Now, the defense is good. Their defense is two against the quarterback. Four against the running back, seven against the wide receiver, and um, they're weakest against the tight end. So Jared Cook should have a pretty good day t- today. Aaron Rodgers threw for over 250 yards and a couple touchdowns in the first meeting with the Giants. And he's been on fire. Last five games. And half of his games in the uh, down the stretch have produced at least three passing touchdowns. Now, the first time they met the Vikings early in the season in week two, 
the Vikings held Aaron Rodgers to one touchdown and a little over 200 yards. The last time they they met later in months later in the season, he threw for over 340 yards and four touchdowns. And he's been throwing to new receivers like Geronimo Allison um, and the and the like. Devontae Adams. Now his old standby is Jordy Nelson. Uh, Randall Cobb last week came to life. Uh, I mean, Randall Cobb has has been um, I shouldn't say came to life, but has been a person on a milk carton, missing in action. And he's had an ankle injury. Talking about Aaron, I mean Randall Cobb. followed the Giants and their defense. They have never allowed more than two passing scores in any game, um, even though the yardage has been higher on the road where almost all games ended with 260-plus passing yards given up. Now, like I said, Aaron Rodgers has been rock solid. And he'll probably get that yardage and probably more. And probably get a, a couple touchdowns. No one has scored three three touchdowns on him, passed for three touchdowns on him. Be a true test for the Giants defense. And it definitely definitely a test for the Green Bay Packers. I like the Green Bay Packers by at least ten points. The very least by a touchdown. Very least by a touchdown in Green Bay. Man. And this seems like to be a no-brainer. I don't know if they didn't take the, the, the team seriously. Don't know what happened in the last game. But the Dolphins beat the Steelers. in Miami. Dolphins are only 4-4 four and four on the road. And that was with Ryan Tannehill. They have their backup, Matt Moore, playing. This is going to be a cold-weather game. Game's going to be only 23 degrees. This is, a, this is going to be a 1 o'clock game. Cold game. Steelers with that prolific offense. And this is the first year, people, all three Steelers, Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown are healthy and going to play in the same game in a playoff game. I, I don't – no-brainer. I think it's – I think the 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 line is – 12, 11, 12, that's about right. But uh, there's no no way in all God's glory that the Steelers are going to lose this game. 
Now, I know Miami fans, and I got a brother that's a Miami fan, um, are going to, on, going to rely on Jay Ajay, who ran over 200 yards against the Steelers and, uh, uh, and had two touchdowns against the Steelers. And to tell you the truth, they had at least three rushing touchdowns, two by Ajay and one by Damian Williams against the Steelers. That um, gonna, the Miami fans are going to rely on that. It's good luck. You got Matt Moore. I know he's the experienced quarterback. Um, and to tell you the truth, I'm not sure uh, if he's ever thrown, if he's ever played in playoffs. But you really think Matt Moore is going to outscore Ben and company at home in a playoff game? You really think that? With the likes of J.J., Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, and Kenny Stills. With Matt Moore slinging the football against, against Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Sammy Coates, Eli Rogers. And the simple fact is this, that they may be without Ladarius Green, but that should not make a difference in this game. I think Green is ruled out, uh, for Sunday's wild card game. And uh, likely to play in whoever, um, whatever the matchup is next week. Depending on, um, well, if the Steelers win, they'll play Kansas City. And and the Texans will play um, Patriots. Darius Green will play in that. Uh, as long as he is passing the pro, uh, concussion protocol. So. I like the Steelers. Huge. I don't think Miami, warm weather team with a backup quarterback, even though he's a capable backup quarterback, is going to be no any match for the three the three amigos that Pittsburgh is going to finally put out on the field at the same time. I think it's no match, no brainer, in my opinion. In other news. I just saw this, and, and this is this is crazy. And I'm going to read this thing. They, according to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Bill's owners expressed remorse to interim coach Anthony Lynn for making him bench Tyrod Taylor in Week 17. The bizarre decision to bench Taylor came down from ownership, who deemed it a business decision, per Rappaport. Lynn likes Taylor and wouldn't have benched him on his own. Most reports have suggested the Bills are ready to move on from Taylor, but perhaps 
They're reevaluating that stance. Taylor will never be an elite downfield passer, but his mobility is a huge plus, and he's better than any quarterback the Bills have had in recent memory. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that the Bills' next head coach would have more control over the 53-man roster. If Lynn lands the job, as many expect, there's a good chance he'll maintain Taylor as the team's starting quarterback. Now, just think about this, people. Other than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, A.J. McCarron, who I told you about the, the year he was drafted, I really liked him, uh, and he was downplayed. Now he, he seems like one of the hotter backup candidates to get um, traded or, or whatever. Um, I really like A.J. McCarron. Um, McGlennon, and I, I, I forget where he's at. There are really no viable quarterbacks for teams that are quarterback needy. That's why if you have a decent quarterback, a good quarterback, you just don't let him walk out the door. You just don't let him walk out the door because be careful what you wish for. You think the grass is always greener? You could be dealing with some crabgrass. Dealing with crabgrass. So just understand just understand that. Next week, what I'm going to be talking about next week is the 2017 season. Yeah, I know. I'm going to first put my first draft out there for the 2017 season. It's going to be chock full of running backs. I told you people, and I've been telling you people, You've heard the so-called experts about zero running backs. I've I've never subscribed to that, and I've always told you running backs, running backs, running backs. Always told you that. As long as you've been listening to me on, and, and I've been talking about fantasy, I've always told you about that, and I'll never get off of that. And guess what, people? What I've been telling you about and what I've been subscribing to and is consistently got me to either championships or the playoffs on a consistent basis is getting running backs early. Getting top running backs early. Or picking out gems that I've pushed out there running backs. And I'll be pushing out my 14-team First round. No, I'll tell you, I'll go the first two rounds. First two rounds. 2017 Fantasy Draft 1.0. How's that? And this is what I think I'll do. This is January. February, let me see, February. Uh, January, February, March, April, May. June, July, August. 
I'll each month I'll be pushing out another two round draft. Fourteen team two round draft. Fourteen team two round draft. So this this week's gonna be eight point oh. I mean not this week, this month will be well one point oh, sorry. All the way up to August. That's gonna be eight versions of a two draft for 14 teams. PPR. I'm going to put it out of PPR. Okay? See how much of it changes from January to August. January to August. See how uh, much of a difference it is. Tell you right off the bat, it's going to be chock full of running backs. Chock full of running backs. Last year, a lot of guys wanted to go with uh, wide receivers. That's fine. ton of wide receivers out there. ton of wide receivers out there that are consistent enough. You want that running back. I'm telling you. There's some quality young running backs. I told you earlier at this past, not this, before the season, 2016 season started. A lot of quality young running backs out there. Told you that. Hopefully you listened and you got into the championship or you got into the playoffs and even maybe even won some championship, trophy, money, whatever, hopefully. I want to do it again for you. I want to fine-tune it that much more for you. That's why I'm going to go from January into August with a two-round 14-team PPR draft. Hopefully you can fine-tune it that get to this your draft in August or, or in August, whatever time in August. That you have a solid plan and be able to adjust on the fly because no draft is no no single draft is the same. And adjust on the fly and get the best possible lineup coming out of your draft, whether it's online, whether it's live the best possible lineup and draft lineup that you can get coming out of the draft. Quite naturally, you'll be able to uh, adjust on the fly during the season, wave a wire free agent list that comes out every week. Players get hurt. You got to adjust. You want to better your lineup quite naturally. You, you got to adjust and, and try to acquire players. Trading. I think this year, during the fantasy season, I don't know if I've done it in the past. I can't recall if I have. I'm going to get guys that to, to for you to acquire, guys that you can trade away. Um, I think I'll do that also. All right, people. Well, I've told you my feelings about um, the two games that are being played today. I told you my feelings about the games that were played yesterday. Um, next week, we'll have a better understanding of 
what coaches are going where, the philosophy of what these coaches are going to bring out uh, for their new prospective team. Because I do believe probably this week, well, some teams have been eliminated already. Um, I'll I'll temper my um, I'll hold back on my thoughts until we see who's going where and when. And then we'll go from there. But I said I said uh, last week. Excuse me. I said last year, last season. Look at the head coach. Look at the offensive coordinator. And you, you can have an, a good idea if, if um, the players that you're looking at or not looking at, what type of success that they're, they're going to have. <coughs> With that being said, uh, I want to thank you for joining me on this lovely uh, Sunday morning. We got about six to eight inches of snow. It's cold as hell outside. Bright bright sunny day, but it's cold as hell outside with no relief in sight. This is not my type of weather, plus I'm dealing with a cold. In fact, me and my wife... I got to thank my wife for giving me her cold. Dealing with cold, we're hacking it, we're looking at each other, hacking back and forth, trying to stay warm, trying to get healthy. Hell of a way to start the new year. It is what it is, though. That being said, enjoy the two games uh, that are being played today. Uh, you got the Steelers playing the Miami Dolphins in, in Pittsburgh, and you got the Giants playing Green Bay Packers, which starts off at 1 o'clock. Um, no, I'm sorry. Miami playing Pittsburgh at 1 o'clock, and the Giants are playing um, – the Packers in Green Bay at 4 o'clock. Wow. It's going to be cold, cold, cold in Green Bay. It's going to be a long ride for the Giants coming back when they lose. So, people, enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Be safe. For those that are in the East Coast and dealing with this weather, be extra careful. It's... um, can be hazardous weather out there, icy and, and snow on the ground. Either you're driving or you're walking. Uh, be extra careful um, and um, stay warm. I am JT. AKA the master. And I'm just going to drop the mic. I'm not going to play any music. I'm just out of here. Till next week. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? 
Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.